During Robert Brogdon's Olathe Buick GMC clearance event, save up to 20% on new models like the 2023 Buick Encore GX or GMC Sierra 1500. View their huge inventory at robertbrogdon.com and find your perfect match. Another edition of the Midwest Outdoors. Tickle to death to be with you this Saturday and every Saturday about the same time, seems like. About 6 o'clock or so. What the hay? In the studio with me, the greatest fisherman to ever walk the face of the earth, Mark Tobin, his flowing robes, and Mr. Greg Thompson, who can catch bluegill in South America. Mojara. Huh? Mojara is what they call We call them bluegill here in Missouri. Mojaras. Mojara. Did you see, I'm just telling you guys about that animal that quote, Q-U-O-L-L. <laughs> he chases his girlfriend, and when he catches her, he mates with her, and he dies because sometimes he has chased her over 35 kilometers. That's that's a little rough right there. I wonder if it was worth it. <laughs> no. No one ever asked that question, did they? Well, they can't. <laughs> huh. Hey, we got John Serta. Going to be our guest at the bottom of the hour. He is truly one of my favorite guests. I, he, I he's a dandy, John. isn't he? Well, he sure knows his craft. Yeah, he's a good dog trainer. Mm-hmm. Might be about as good as I've ever been around. There's several really, really good ones here in the Midwest, but he's, he's um, he, you know, it's, I took old Baxter, the brain dead dog, out there in my, my lab, and he finally gave up on him, thank God. But uh, he said, Come get this thing. <laughs> it's just not working at all. But I like the way he his training technique. You know, he's just very gentle with them, um, reprimands them when it needs to be. But you know, he, if he doesn't light them up like a Christmas tree, he just vibrates them with a with a collar instead of beating on them and dragging log chains around with them and all this stuff. Yeah, I've heard stories you can't believe about trainers, mm. the things they do. You know, uh, he has he can those dogs he has can understand English because I understand. A lot of times he says, bite me, and they do. (laughs) (laughs) It was about like my old joke last week. More people heard that. I just couldn't believe that. You know, dog, can he speak? He said, what is is roof of your mouth? Roof. (laughs) How rose the road going over here? Rough. (laughs) Who's the greatest ball player? Ruth. And you give me trouble for my jokes? Yeah, well. Yours is a little bit off the chart. <laughs> no. Are you proud of yourself? No, I would not say that. At all. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> here we go. Another Saturday. <clears throat> Golly. You know, this would be a fun show, but just never mind. I don't want to go down that road. <clears throat> I have surrounded myself with uh, ineptness. These guys, I tell you, they just. <laughs> that would make you look good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Nothing doing makes something me look now. Good. We're going to put all the pressure on our producer today. He maybe he'll make us look good. You think? Uh, he's good. I don't think he's that good. Oh really? Huh? You know what he told me the score of the Chiefs game would be? Yes, Kyle. Kyle, thirty-eight, thirty-one. Is that what you said? I believe I said thirty-five, twenty-eight Chiefs. That's good enough. Thirty-five, twenty-eight Chiefs. We'll take Works that. Works for me. Now, guys, now I want to, you know, I know we're not supposed to be doing sports here, but. At the Sports Radio 810? Sports, yeah. <laughs> That's their venue doing, talking about football and baseball and things. Is it just me? Is the officiating suck? Oh, it does suck. There's got to be something done about it. You well, know, I mean, what are you gonna send do it up to the booth replays. I don't know. But, 
you know, you know, supposedly they they're on a grading system, and if they make mistakes, it goes against them. But I don't see it. You know, maybe there is, but I, they know more about it than I do. But <clears throat> it's just a joke. Being a devil's advocate, though, there are so many rules in the NFL, oh, and sure. we have better and better views. They're seeing it real time, and we're seeing it slow motion. I understand. That's a lot of that stuff. You know. I, Maybe they need to put a couple of more officials on the field. Oh, I think they're just getting away more. Well, I don't know. You know that roughing the passer call back several games back with with uh, Jones. Oh my yeah. gosh, that was ridiculous. I, you know, what are we gonna do? Put bubble wrap around the quarterback. I mean, my put goodness. a tutu it's, on him. Well, it's it's a violent game. Yeah, and you're going to get knocked on your keister from time to time. You know. The leap with the helmet, though, I can understand. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I can I go can, with that uh, I can understand that every time. But, you know, but, and I have an issue with that when the guy ducks into the guy. Uh, true. You know. It, it, it's not intentional. It's not intentional type thing, you know. But what the heck? And that's why I maybe replay some of this stuff, you know, because some of these penalties are game-changing. Oh. <clears throat> but, you know, here, here's where I, it's just like the last four minutes of basketball. It's not four minutes of basketball. It's replay, 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 replay. Yeah, know. I know. Time it can out, go time too out, far. Time for out, sure. time Absolutely. Out. Yep. And two and a half hours into the game or whatever, you're going, come on, play the game. You know, I, I don't know. That That's enough for me. Do you guys have any balloon sightings? <laughs> I, no, I didn't. I'm full of hot air. Does that count? I knew that. <laughs> but uh, my boy saw that balloon. Oh, did he? By. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I hear there's two of them now. Well, yeah, you know, but the hey, but uh, probably more than we ever know. Not yeah, it probably is on the deal, but I don't know. I just I'm kind of uh, went over top, basically out of over top of Squall Creek Refuge. And one of them guys didn't shoot him down was beyond my wildest dreams. Thinking of the snow goose, but what the hey, you know? Oh <laughs> uh, well, weird times, isn't it? Weird times. Yes, it, it, it really is. It's just so bizarre. You know, I wake up very early in the morning and I turn on the TV because I want to see what 365 million Americans have done overnight. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be somebody stupid doing something. <laughs> you know, I mean, my goodness, you just can't make this stuff up. You nope. know, And it starts with our government and then to our citizens and it goes all the way down the list on the deal. <laughs> you know, so what the heck, you know. Oh, well, that's my uh, granddaughter saying now, what the heck. Oh, yeah. You're a bad influence. I'm a bad influence on her. What the hey? <laughs> my wife uh, and my granddaughter went ice skating last Saturday. And a wayward youth came by at about 60 mile an hour, knocked both of them down, and put bruises on my granddaughter oh, no. and broke my wife's wrist. Oh, no, really? So we've been in uh, an emergency, well, oh, emergency, but it, it, intensive care, whatever they call it, Medicare, whatever it is. I'm sitting there waiting. I'm the youngest person in there. I'm 70. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> I'm 72 years old. I'm looking around going, oh, man. And one gentleman walked in, which I've known for 30 years. He's finally got over there. He said, now, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and his feet, teeth kept pushing his teeth back up, you know. And you feel so sorry. You know, There's people just can't get around and do things. And, you know, my goodness, is this? That's in America, you know, on the deal. So we got our cast put on. And uh, here's the ultimate decision on putting a cast in, which I had no idea about this. They, the little girl comes in the room to do the casting, and she says, well, we can have purple or blue or dark blue or green. 
collars have cast. Did you guys ever think about that? Mm, nope. Yeah, mm. yeah, the last thing in my brain was what collar cast I want to wear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, have, talking about hospitals, have you heard of uh, the peekaboo virus? No, not yet. Peekaboo, I yeah. I, I was diagnosed with that, so they sent me to the ICU. Oh, dum 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 dum. Sorry about that. Too early. Too early on a Saturday morning. <laughs> My producer needed a drum roll. I turned he yeah. missed out. He, I thought he was just bragging on him. You know, what happened? I he, took him by surprise. Oh, you did? Yeah. <clears throat> well, he should have that keyed up button, you know, this Saturday morning. So what the hey? What the hey? Um, trout fishing, Tandy Como. You hearing anything at all? I got the urge. I've heard that uh, the best, one of the best years for catching big trout that there ha- has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a lot, not like back in the 70s, but not too far away. So if you want a trophy trout, yeah, it's 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 really good as far as the big trout go. Still not hearing great things about big numbers of fish, but and, and that bothers me a little bit. But as far as a big one, yeah. They're just, not edible anyway. Oh, heck yeah, they are. I love, oh, I love trout. Nobody eats trout. Oh, I do. I love it. Do you? I, I just, but you eat blue cat, too. Oh, yeah. We go through that every Saturday. I don't understand. I'm going to get you some counseling. (laughs) How about some new taste buds? I wonder if we could do transplants and taste buds. Mm, They're good. Uh, Phil Lilly, uh, the two ways I like them, well, they're good smoked. My son smokes them. It's just hard to find wrapping papers that big. (laughs) Marijuana is legal now. You're great big wrapping papers. Can you get a trout, uh, medical trout stamp? I don't know. (laughs) You might have to. (laughs) You might have to before it's over. But that's good. And and Phil Lilly down at Lilly's Landing, uh, he flayed some fish for us one time and cut them up into about uh, cracker-sized bites and microwaved them with seasoned salt, seasoned pepper, and butter. And that was it. Nothing more. Eat a, eat them on a cracker. And that was delicious. Wow. Really, really good. Very simple, but very, very good. I, I, I can eat trout when they're fresh. Yeah. But if you take them home. No, no, I agree. And and then next time you put them in, you can't hardly stand to be in the house where yep. you're cooking them, you know. Yep, they, absolutely. They, they get gamey as, as you can get, you know, on the darn But we, we cook them whole and scale them, you know, cut the head off and gut them. And then I just um, bread them in a cornmeal, you know, type type uh, cornmeal mix huh. and then fry them. And the best part for me, I love the fins, the tail fin and the dorsal <laughs> fins. <laughs> They're like little crunchy chips. They're, it's so good. I just love it. And in fact, I need to try that on crappie. I, I've heard that, that they're good. that's good too. I, I would imagine any fish fin's pretty good, but really good. You should t- you don't turn your head like that. Uh, try it sometime. That's really good. Oh, I'll never try it that way. But what the hey? What happened to Bill? Bill he lives real close here, and we were going to have him in the studio. Oh and, yeah, and he yeah. has to go down in the basement because his wife let it, let it on in the <laughs> house. I don't blame her. I know, right? She's a smart lady, apparently. Yeah, we need to know? get. Yeah, need to. I thought he'd kind of show up, but he never does. You know, he doesn't live just a few blocks away, doesn't he? No, and well, I don't think so. So yeah. he lives in the Latha. So. Well, he can't be too far away. No, uh-uh. he doesn't like us anymore. Or oh, I know. He Maybe does. he listens, but doesn't want to be associated with. This is true. You this know? is true. You know, which can you blame him? No. <laughs> no. Oh, snagging season just around the corner, isn't it? Mm, yeah, middle of March. Middle of March. Yeah. Turkey season. The gobble gobbles will be around here before long. Uh, I mean, all, all we can do is dream about it. It's too cold to go out and do anything right now. I mean, it feels a lot better out there this morning, and oh, yeah. it's going to be windy though. I mean, yeah. they're talking maybe up to forty mile an hour winds. Oh, so maybe yeah. it'll break up some of that. The, the, the uh, lakes, the water got hard this week. 
Um, I, I hear Truman's, the the big water is still open, but a lot of the the boat ramps and the coves are iced up. And the Kansas side, they're just, they've, I saw Brian Andreka from the Kansas Angling Experience. He broke through two inches of ice a couple of days ago. Wow. And uh, did a little bit of damage to his boat. But they just hammered the crappie. If you can get out to them, uh, yeah. I mean, they're oh. bunched up and they got the feed bag on. It's a whole. Tear up a $48,000 uh, boat to get to the crappie. I know, right? It's yeah. double that. Have you ever seen a video on YouTube where the guy's back down with the boat and the ice is on and it doesn't stop? Oh. And it goes on into the lake? Yeah. No. Yeah, but absolutely. literally, Toby said he saw a guy with a brand new boat, brand new truck. Ice on. He backed the boat out. The boat went out on the ice and fell. Tore the, tore part of the boat up. Tore the oh, lights off oh, the trailer. Yeah, yeah. And he got on it, started it up, and then they were busted ice. Oh, a brand new boat. No, yeah. <laughs> that's that's not the way to break it in. Doctor told me uh, yesterday. He said the only lake that was open right now was Hillsdale. You figure mm-hmm. anybody was really fishing yesterday? Yeah. If they, if yeah. you, I'm telling you, probably, oh, probably a, quite a few. You know, Mark used to tell me this was the best time of the year, but uh, I now believe. Yeah, yeah I believe. Good. I believe. <laughs> yeah, those fish are all that's bunched that church up. down the street down there. I believe, yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, at Smithfield, it used to have a heated dock where you could fish off the dock. Is this still in function, or did they quit doing that, or yeah. anybody? I've been mean, years ago. I didn't even know. The guy asked no. me the other day if it was still there, and I said, I, I assume it is. It's a daily deal because I know I'm on that Smithfield Facebook page, and it's a daily deal as to whether any water's open or not. Is it? Uh, Smithfield's come back, hasn't it? Oh yeah, that uh, that uh, thirty fish crappie limit has really helped clean out the black crappie yeah i'll bet hey uh for the guys getting ready to go was thinking about spoon billing better get their boat down to joe hadn't they absolutely dave hemi he's the head mechanic over there and he just works wonders on on your boat so yeah get it over there have them put it through their 32 point check and make sure that when you get out in the water you don't have any problem because i i see it every year every year a lot of people they quit fishing before the hunting season and they their boat sits there all winter and then they get out and Try to go uh, stagging from the middle of March, yeah. and every year I see boats getting towed in. Every year without fail. Well, you don't want that to happen. You talk about ruining a good weekend. So get out there out now. And have them do it. Yep. Have now, them check when it you get down there, you can turn the key and it starts. That's right. You have peace of mind. Yep. And they've got a good selection of boats down there right now, too. That's Sportsman's Outfit and Marine. If you want a boat, they may not be available this summer because what I'm hearing is what they've got now uh, is all they're going to have. There's, it's going to be tough to get them later on this summer. Yeah. So if you're thinking about getting a boat, go out there and check them out now. Exactly. You're listening to the Midwest Outdoors. We've got to take a little break at uh, 630 at the bottom of the hour. We're going to have John Serta, professional dog trainer. And I've got one lady that's uh, called me, and uh, we're going to ask some questions for her. She gave me some questions. But anyway, you're listening to the Midwest Outdoors. We'll be right back with you. What do you think of that music? A little mellow. Too much? Yeah, we need a little wild. A little upbeat type <laughs> guy. Fire him. Get rid of it. No, we, we haven't got him broke in yet. Oh, really? We got to run him first. Run him first? <laughs> he came in here sober. We're not used to that. Yeah. What the heck? Hey, we're brought to you by Surag, Four City, Savannah, Osborne. For you farmers that are listening, we have a lot of farmers that listen. You got to make decisions. Fertilizer time, spray time, chemical time. Mm, these are the guys you want to talk to. All three of them 
uh, man, I got about 115 years of experience, so you should use professional people. That's the way I look at it. Rich or Paxton at Four City, Randy at Savannah, and Jeff at Osborne. Savannah Savages. That's had to change the name of school, didn't it? After so, you. Okay. But anyway, these are the guys I've been using for 15 years. I recommend them 110%. There's nobody like them. So what the heck? Hey, uh, Jim Mesh is going to be with us. Yeah, uh, Jim, are you there? I'm here, boys. Good morning. Well, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Jim had a brother, John, who was a firefighter that lost his life in the line of duty. And uh, to keep John's memory alive, uh, Jim has started a memorial scholarship fund, uh, the John V. Mesh Memorial Scholarship. And you've got some really cool thing going on right now. Jim, can you talk about it? Absolutely, Mark. Uh, we are actually... Uh, was selected by the Pope and Young Club, which is one of the biggest archery-related uh, outdoor uh, deals to present our national scholarship at their uh, convention this year in Reno, Nevada. Wow. Um, cool. So we'll be doing that. And then uh, also they are auctioning off a Texas Audad hunt with El Chapo Guide Service that will uh, all proceeds going back into the scholarship as well. Awesome. Cool. Don't get no better than that. No. Oh, my goodness. Now, you've got a scholarship that you're going to be awarding here before too long. Uh, can you uh, inform our listeners about that? Absolutely. If anyone listening is uh, interested in pursuing a career in conservation or any outdoor-related field, uh, like I said, we are awarding our national scholarship this year out there. They can go to johnvmesh.org and submit a resume, and uh, we will be picking a winner to receive that scholarship here in a couple weeks, and then it will be awarded at the Pope and Young Convention on April 15th. The convention runs from the 12th through the 15th uh, of April. Uh, They do not need to be at the convention, but they're more than welcome to come and uh, receive that award. So if anybody is looking for a scholarship opportunity in the field of conservation or the outdoors, they can reach out at johnvmesh.org. That is so cool. Now, you had somebody that you gave that to last year. That that was kind of a, a, a neat story. Um, really appreciated it, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've uh, we've had some, some kids that are, I mean, just reading their resumes. I mean, it's, these kids have been outdoor enthusiasts since birth, it seems like, uh, you know, that's the reason I'm here today is trying to spread the word about this. But Pope and Young put out a media blast and a press release here a couple of weeks ago, and we've received applicants from all over the country now, which is what our goal was when we started the scholarship. So it's uh, things are looking up for us, but we'd definitely like some, uh, you know, to let all the local kids or any of your listeners that have some, you know, someone that's interested in that to uh, know about it and be able to apply as well. How do, if there's somebody interested in that, how do, how can they apply for this? Just go to johnvmesh.org and leave us a uh, um, a message. You can leave a message on there. Our email's on there. It's jvmmorialscholarship at gmail.com. That's jvmmorialscholarship at gmail.com. And we will get back with them. We are actually in the uh, process of updating our website where we're, we're going to have the uh, be able to put the, the application online as well. 
Hey, what what did you do for Delta? You got a plaque. Yeah, we are the uh, sponsor for the university hunting program down there at uh, Mizzou. Oh, cool. And, uh, uh, we've been doing that for a few years now. They get, you know, uh, college-age students that have never experienced the outdoors into the outdoors. And uh, that way, you know, in turn, hopefully those folks will get their children. They have children into the outdoors just uh, we thought that was a pretty good fit on trying to keep our, you know, our outdoor lifestyle and uh, moving forward. And uh, we're actually, Fred, looking to do one with the Northwest uh, up there by you. Uh, oh, cool. That's what we're in talks with now to start a program up there and uh, help support that that one as well. Well, that's great. Is Mark eligible for anything? I want to see if we can get him something, you know. <laughs> yeah, we, we can get him something. We can get him probably <laughs> Free bowl of soup or something. <laughs> Some crappie fillets. He'll do anything for crappie fillets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, and he wants to eat the tails off them. I'll give you the heads up right now. Yeah, yeah. Fry them up. Fry them up. What's the matter with you, Mark? Uh, I was dropped on my head well, at a very young age. Evidently, improper potty training. Right. I think. I don't know. Hey, yeah. Jim, how are these programs funded? Well, I, <laughs> excuse me. Um, I know for the. For the Delta Waterfowl University Hunting Program, um, Delta has different avenues. I'm not sure of all of them, but I know, like I said, we when we started, we were the premier sponsor of it. So I'm not sure who else is involved. Uh, I have a uh, fellow named Joel Bryce who I've uh, become friends with that is on the board at Delta, and me and him have been talking for you know five or six years. So basically, I just you know uh, let him take care of it, and then the the people down at Mizzou, they have a professor down there that does all the the classes and all that. They actually, you know, do class classroom stuff, and then they'll actually take them out on a, a duck hunt at the end of the end of the course, so they can actually get some real world real world experience out in the field as well. How do you raise money for the scholarship fund? Oh, oh well, we are doing. Actually, we have a, a bike ride coming out uh, on June third. We have partnered up with a a motorcycle club, which is called City Kings, Missouri, which is a uh, first responder and military-based uh, motorcycle club. All the guys are either sheriffs or firemen or, you know, just military, uh, you know, active or retired or whatever. So we do our, we are doing a bike ride on June 3rd. And then, as you guys know, our, our big one is the sporting clay shoot that we do out at Powder Creek, which this year will be... Uh, September 23rd. All right. Just a week away. So if, yes. So I take it, uh, go go back to the website, uh, johnvmesh.org, if people want to be involved and help or, or participate in these, is that where they would go to get information? Absolutely. Or on any social media platform, we are on 363, the number 363, which was John's badge number, uh, 363 Hunt Club on all social media platforms and they can get in contact with us on there as well. Well, you're a good human. You know that? You sure are. Thanks, buddy. I'm just trying to hey, I'm trying to be like you guys and have you invite me up for a hunt, Fred. Uh, how about Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> I love the snow spring goose season coming on here pretty quick. You know, yeah. we, you, some days that's good and some days it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, that's hunting, isn't it? 
Yep. What the heck? Boy, I appreciate you doing all that, and uh, we appreciate you more than you'll probably ever know. You're- oh, Jim, by the way, when is the deadline for people to uh, apply for that scholarship? I would say, Mark, for uh, for the reason that, like I said, we want to give someone an opportunity to come out to the convention if if, uh, if they're wanting to receive the award actually out there. So we're going to make it uh, Friday, February 17th, I believe is the date. Let me double-check my calendar. Yeah, it'll be Friday, so about 2 Two weeks away. Okay. All right. Well, Jim, thank you. Boy, you're doing great for the outdoor world, man. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate I'm, it. I'm going to give you a call because I want to talk to you, so I'll give you a call uh, when I get off the air here. Sounds good. Okay, appreciate buddy. you guys for having me on. Thank right. you, Jim, and good luck right. with this. All right. Thanks. Have a good day. You too. What a good All guy. Right. Yeah, they do great stuff. And man. it was such a tragic story what had happened to oh, his brother. And Unbelievable. That's such a noble thing that he's doing to keep his his brother's memory alive. And his brother was an avid outdoorsman, loved to hunt. And yeah. So this is a, a great way to honor him. It sure is. Yeah. Hey, uh, we are proudly brought to you. Uh, the Midwest Outdoors uh, is sponsored, is proud to have Altec Energy as a sponsor for a show. Altec is a leading supplier of products and services for the electronics, utility, communications, contractors, lights and signs, and tree care. They design, manufacture, and sell products provided for uh, services from more than 100 countries throughout the world. On a personal note, I have many friends who work there at this company. They love it. They treat their employees like friends and family. If you need a great career, look no further. Currently, they're looking for welders, assemblers, engineers, automotive painters, procurement analysis, material handlers, engineering technologists, and associates to work in their parts distribution warehouse. They offer great benefits, including three weeks of paid vacation, on-site medical facility, tuition reimbursement of $2 an hour for shift differential. This is a great company to work for, located in St. Joseph, Missouri. For information on this job, on this career, jobs.altech.com. That's jobsaltech.com. And I've told you guys for the last six weeks, I've seen the guys' paychecks that work there unbelievable they love it they say nothing but good things about this company it's a career you know what i would do i'd move out of kansas city move to st joe missouri be nice to get away from some some of this traffic well that and you know every time i turn on news anymore somebody's got gut shot somewhere you know i mean this is getting crazy down this town i i I ran into a high school kid uh yesterday and i said you're going to college no and he said i said what are you going to do he says well i'm not sure i said uh, would you? I got an idea for you. I said, go up and apply to Altec. They're a good company. I sure Unbelievable. Did. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, I've got friends that work there, and they just go nuts every time I get to talk to them. Now, how many times do you talk to a friend and says, man, I love my job? Yeah, right. Duh. duh. You know, it just doesn't happen in America anymore. There's, you know? there's not a single day that goes by that I don't see their trucks around town somewhere. Oh, yeah. Not a single day. Yeah, and, and they ship to a hundred countries, and they're right. And that's their smallest campus. They got a lot of other campuses around Atlanta and all over the place, you know, and down in Alabama. Uh, they're an unbelievable company. I, I cannot. Uh, uh, people that are looking for a career, you know, if you're not going to go on to college, even if you are going to college, they'll even help you do that. Hmm. Tuition, you know. The, the, I I don't know. This is a good company. There's just none like them around anywhere. So what the heck? Man, I see a lot of companies laying off college people, but these trade, these productions, oh. manufacturing, they're, we're looking every day you know, where the, I work. Here's something else about this company. They'll certify welder. They'll make you a certified yeah. welder. They'll teach you. I mean, that. Oh, and that's good money. No. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think some of them guys make 40 75 an hour. Wow. Yeah. So, and I talked to that one kid, and he said, my 
my welding affects people's lives. Yeah, that's safety true. wise. Yeah. And he said, I got to be perfect. Boy, he just he said, I've been there for three years, and he said, I just love this company. Mm-hmm. You know, so what the hey? But anyway, uh, we got John Serter going to be our guest. We're running a little long here. Uh, professional bird dog trainer extraordinaire. We'll be right back with you. A little more upbeat. The producer's finally waking up. Throw a bucket of cold water on. <laughs> He's good, and we like Kyle. Do we? We do. Is that the jury decision? That's yes. Huh. Well, I thought we gave him a few more weeks here before we make a decision. But if you think he's okay, I guess he's, he's okay. And he gets here early. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. We we don't want to trade you about a good bird dog yet. Good. Uh, let's see. <laughs> KingCityLumber.com, one of our sponsors, my friends, Marty and Monty Tunks, you great humans. You guys need an outbuilding for your cow. Is that what the horse's name is? That's cow. Right. Yeah. That's what my granddaughter's calling. You need a place for your combine or your tractor? There's nobody better. KingCityLumber.com, the finest humans, master carpenters. I'll go to their website, KingCityLumber.com. Don't take my word for it. And if you don't see what you like, they'll help you design it. They're, boy, they're good people. You, you guys don't understand. I'm up in that rural area up there, and then people just kind of glow about King City Lumber mm-hmm. Company. Isn't that good? That's there's exactly people take pride yeah. in their workmanship. Unbelievable. What the hey? Speaking of taking pride in their workmanship, we have, by the magic of the telephone, we have John Serta. John, how are you doing this morning? Well, I'm doing pretty good, Fred. Uh, my brother David and I are down here at Bennett Spring doing a little trout fishing. Oh, wow. A little, cool. a little uh, R&D for our big district campery coming up in may we'll be down here for the kids fishing day and uh so we're getting a little fishing do a little r&d and uh i know you're gonna ask me if i've been bitten yes i am but (laughs) i hope to be bitten several times here as soon as i get on the water (laughs) yeah (laughs) did have you fished yet yeah yeah we came down uh yesterday and caught quite a few Oh, nice. But uh, that's, that's, I mean, we're used to that. We're pros. Well, anyway. <laughs> it's all catch and release, correct, right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all catch and release right now. So, uh, uh, and I don't really keep them that much when it's catch and keep season. Uh-huh. But uh, but I do eat a few, Fred. They are actually. Oh, nice. they're not. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I like John. <laughs> Mark, you eat a hubcap. And make it mm, taste good. I'm not. I'm a little more picky than that. Unless it's a Ford hubcap, you might spit it uh, out. Okay. <laughs> it melt in the grease. Yeah, but, really. Uh, real quick, before we get to talking about the dogs, what are you catching them on? Well, I tire my own flies. So, um, but something that somebody that fly fishes would know probably be some really small uh, parachute atoms, uh, some scuds. And uh, a few secret things that I tie up for myself. Secret so. stuff. <laughs> don't be asking a man about wow. his baits. What's the matter with you? <laughs> You've been doing this show long enough. You don't ask a man about his baits. Oh, yeah, you do. And then give him false information. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. But, uh, no, I, I teach fly fishing merit badge for the Boy Scouts. So oh, cool. So I get wow. a lot of opportunities to uh, teach them how to tie. And Good. We're going to be down here at Charlie Reading's place. and. He is actually hosting the whole event for us, so they'll be learning casting and 
fly tying and and all kinds of things to get them introduced into the into the world of fishing and hopefully uh, you know get them away from their little Nintendo games and such and get them out in the water and make good humans out of them. Yeah. Okay. The reason I called you was is I got a call for, and the lady's name is Angela, I believe. Now went in one ear and out the other. Called me late the other night and I was grogging in and out of my easy chair. Uh, her and her husband are driving out here in Kansas today looking at a, yell, uh, a litter of chocolate labs. And uh, she said, how do I go about picking out a puppy out of a litter? They all look good to me. And I said, well, the thing with Lauren looking at a litter is you want to take them all home. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yep. how, how in the world does she do that? Well, the first thing they need to understand is that uh, their dogs, their their bred for a certain thing uh and if you want to do something else with them yeah it's it might be a little difficult but if you're going to hunt them if you're going to just have them as a pet uh there are several things that you gotta gotta look for if they're just going to be a pet you know you want to just get an average dog you don't need one that's bouncing off the wall or you don't want to get one that's fighting with the other dogs because that could turn into a a little issue later on, and you don't want one that's sleeping in the corner. So you want one, want one that's just kind of walking around and, and uh, you know, being part of the group and not hanging out. Yeah, yeah, just chilling. Just chilling so, a little bit. Now, yeah. now, if you want a, a high-powered Ferrari-type field trial-type dog, well, then you do want the one that's bouncing off of the wall. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's all in what you're looking for. So, you know, you got to look at their teeth. Make sure they're not, uh, you know, having an overbite or an underbite, and a lot of different things that you can look at. Uh, but the main thing is to just do some research. You know, ask people that have bought uh, pups from previous litters or people that know the people that are breeding, and get kind of a report on that. And you'd be a lot safer if you just get some information to arm yourself with before you go out and start pointing your finger at a particular pup. But the other thing, Fred, is you know, clap your hands. If they come running to you, well, hey, there you go. You know, this sounds exactly like the things my wife did when she chose me. That's right. <coughs> check my teeth. Hands, you come running across yeah, the yard. Check my teeth. I thought that was a little strange. Yeah. But. What the hey? <laughs> she didn't cavity search you or anything like that. No. Not <laughs> not at first. <laughs> you know, it's not a dumb question if you don't know the answer. Why do I care if my dog has overbite or underbite? Well, it's not a big deal if it's going to be a gun dog. If at any time that you want to show the dog, uh, it's, it's just not going to happen because they're looking for the best uh, confirmation. They're looking for everything like that. Uh, if it's just going to be a personal pet, doesn't really matter a whole lot. Hmm. Well, I, I hate to tell you this, but I'm... I'm not a fan of chocolate labs. I know of Joe Hake's got one up there that's uh, what he calls a pure strain of chocolate lab. And this dog, he tell him to go left, he goes left. <clears throat> tell him to go right, he goes right. I don't know. I never did ever hunt with one that I thought was really, really good in chocolates. What's your thoughts on that, John? Well, uh, you know, at the risk of being uh, ridiculed, <laughs> I will probably come up with about the same same opinion uh, there are lots and lots of good, good chocolate labs, but uh, going by the rule of large numbers, we find more issues with chocolates than blacks or yellows. You know, blacks have been around a long time, and and um, 
Well, I mean, a lot of the bugs have been worked out of them. Let's just put it that way. The same yeah. way as the yellows. Chocolates, the problem I have with chocolates is people that breed chocolate labs, they breed them because they know mama, when they come to look at puppies, are going to pick this pretty chocolate dog. They don't care whether the dog has you know, any hunting skills or background. Uh, they just want a pretty pup. So, therefore, the breeders breed the chocolate labs and breed them indiscriminately. And then you get a, you know, situation where the dog is just a dog. You know, he doesn't really care about the water. I mm-hmm. see so many of these guys that don't even want to get in the water, which is scary for a lab. Mm-hmm. And they just don't have the instincts or the desires that I like to see. So if I had my choice, it'd be a black or a yellow. But, again, if you get a good quality bloodline from chocolates, heck, go for it. Yeah. Go for it. I'm just going by the rule of large numbers. So what, what you're basically saying is that when she goes out there, there's going to be eight puppies running around out there in the grass or wherever they're at. And uh, yeah. uh, you got to spend a little time, don't you? I mean, analyze what's going on. I mean, you can't just walk in there and say, oh, that's a cute one, that's a cute one. You, know, you need to spend right. a little time with them, don't you? Right. And I will literally sit on the ground, sit on the ground and watch, just observe, see what they're doing. Again, like I said, the bouncing off the wall, the hiding in the corner. You know, clap your hands, see which one freaks out and runs away, things like that. So you can start telling a lot of stuff when they're little bitty guys, but a lot of it you're not going to be able to tell until they get a little bit older and you start some of the more formal education. So uh, sit down, watch them, and, uh, you know, make your decision after you've been there for a little bit. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and John has trained, uh, one of my neighbors has two chocolate labs, and he's trained them, and they're great. Are they? Great dogs, yeah. As a, as in hunting dogs yeah, hunting. or in hunting waterfowl, dogs. Yeah. waterfowl dogs. Uh-huh. Huh. He John, just, you talking about sitting in the grass? I understand you get down. How do you get back up at your uh, age? Uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> get a little more difficult, Fred. I got to make sure that there's a handhold somewhere. You know, <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> we all can with age. <laughs> get down, so it's quite so bad. Getting back up stuff, you know. Hey, John, and to think you come on this show for free to take this kind of abuse. Yeah, really? <laughs> well, you know, I've known Fred a long time. So That's too bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd like to apologize at this time. <laughs> I really, really would. So now let's go through the paperwork on those dogs. I mean, uh, they throw out there a bunch of paperwork, and it's River Oaks Corky or whatever the bloodline is, and or that's not that's in blacks, but... Uh, does that that mean anything to you? Oh, it does. It does a little bit. And, again, it, it comes down to what kind of a dog that you're looking for. Uh, if you're looking for a field trial dog, you want to look at a pedigree that has a lot of field trial in the background. Uh, the pedigree's going to help you a little bit, but there's, there's no way to say what your pup is going to be like because of a pedigree. I mean, you know, you know as well as I do that, you could have eight pups in the litter. Two of them might be fireballs. Two of them might be just psychos. And the rest of them might just be average dogs. So uh, if you're looking for that psycho, high-energy type dog, I mean, the best thing you can do is is visual. Don't don't rely on the paperwork to tell you that, yeah, you're for sure going to get a good dog. And uh, if you do it that way, you're a lot better off getting what you're looking for. So you're telling me is that if I want a waterfowl dog, or a pointing lab, let's say. Yep. I need you need to look and see if there's any field trial champions in the bloodline. Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't hurt a thing. I mean, if you see uh, bloodline or well, 
you know, you got to look at mom and dad. You got to look at grandpa, grandma. What did they do? And past grandpa and grandma, it really doesn't matter a whole lot because uh, everything is going to be so diluted. But mom and dad, for sure, you want to look at that. If they're champions, field champions, NAVDA, uh, American Pointing Lab, something like that, well, chances are you're going to get a pup that at least has the potential to take the pressure that it's going to take as far as the training goes to get them to the same level. So, yeah. and that's another thing I like to tell people, don't, don't buy the paperwork. You know, all that's going to tell you is that their parents had the, whatever it was you want to call it in them to withstand the pressure that it takes for training, because training is going to be putting pressure on dogs. They're going to be doing things that they don't necessarily want to do. And you're saying, yep, you need to do these things, and this is how you're going to do them, and, and so on. So uh, paper's good, but not 100%. What, I mean, here, the other thing that I got wrapped up in, which was really stupid, I look back, but uh, I got too big a dog. Um, <laughs> Baxter? Oh, big old a, boy. <laughs> big old ugly dog, ugliest dog I ever owned. But, uh, hey, I've got pictures of him on my website, by the way. I've heard that. I've had people hey, tell me that. On, you can actually see Webster in action on YouTube now. So. Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, was he a good dog that day or a bad dog that day? Oh, he was a good dog. No. I mean, he had to be shown a few things and asked <laughs> several times to do something, but he did it, and that's what we... That's what we trained for. Yeah. What the so, heck? No, he did good. Could you do anything with my co-host, Mark Tobin? Could you properly train him, or is he too Absolutely. far down? At, no, no. No uh, problem. Do you hold him while I put the shot collar on? <laughs> 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 uh, I'm too old to hold him anymore. What the heck? <laughs> Yeah, uh, they always want to give me a hug, you know, and kiss me, and I, yeah, get back, Mark, get my way back, you know. <laughs> Are you okay this morning, Tobin? Are you? <laughs> We're picking on you. Well, that's that's normal. That's normal. Yeah, you, it doesn't bother if you. If you're not picking on me, I'd think something was wrong. Oh, okay. What the hey? So, yeah, I want a dog weighs seventy two pounds when he's full adult. <laughs> 72? Well, it's been male, female. You know, obviously your males are going to be a little bigger. Um, you want a dog that's going to be big enough to do the job that you want them to do. If it's a, a, a waterfowl dog, such as retrieving geese, you're going to want one that's a little bigger. I had a chocolate lab, by the way, by the name of Yukon. Excellent, excellent dog. And uh, you know how big the greater Canadas are. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if you went out there with your little 45, 50-pound females that were just kind of streamlined, uh, it might be a little bit of a challenge picking up one of those big birds, but uh, you get 170, 80 pounds, uh, they shouldn't have any issues. Now, I don't know what Baxter weighs, but he's a pretty big boy, so there should be no issues with him and a goose. No, he's 90 pounds, I think it is, or something Woo. real close, you know, on the deal. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. He's breaking down. He's getting old. Uh, he's eight years old now. And is he? Oh, oh, my yeah. gosh. Really? Yeah, and he's looking, looking a little lean here and there. He's getting gray in his muzzle and... You know, so it's time to adios him and get another, you know. Well, so I'm looking forward to the day. <laughs> Fred. <laughs> well, just kidding. <laughs> let me know when you do, Fred. I'd, I'd like to get a dog from you at a young age and get him started on the right path. Well, he's going to be a daddy here pretty darn quick. So, oh. uh, now, I'm, my <laughs> wife has already said something. I don't know whether she meant it or not, but she meant about getting a little female this next time uh -huh. Uh -huh. if we do that, which I don't yep. think I'm going to. But 
and I was talking to a guy the other day that he said females don't take the cold as well as a male. Is there any validity in that? I don't believe that for a second. You don't? Uh, no, no. And, and that shouldn't even be an issue anymore with all the technology that they have. I mean, they have some really nice neoprene vests that you can put on these dogs. I remember I used to hunt a Brittany, duck hunt a Brittany, that loved to retrieve out of water. Hmm. And uh, my wife actually made a vest out of an old hunting vest of mine and put the clothes cell sheets of foam inside, sewed it up. And she would come and sit in the blind, and steam would be rolling oh. off of her. But, of course, now they have the, the fancy neoprene, so uh, yeah. cold shouldn't be an issue. But I will say this, and I've said it before, Fred, that I believe that females are a little easier to train. You know, that, I don't huh. know why. It's just oh. they are. So, Only in the dog uh, world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying a word there, but, uh, you know, your, your males, they're the macho guys got to go hike their leg on everything and that cool. Whereas the female, you know, there's only a couple of things you got to worry about females every six months. But uh, most of the time, they're going to be fairly fairly easy to train. Yeah. Now, they're just like any other thing. You know, you get your dominance, you get your... Dominant aggressive, and then I got one there right now, Fox Red, name of Nellie, that, uh, boy, oh, boy, she thinks she's in charge of the whole shooting match. And you try and get her out of the pen, and she's immediately doing the alligator roll, trying to get away from you and hmm. about twisting your fingers off. And she might be a good uh, a good field trail prospect, but, uh, man, she is very, very dominant and very uh, – uh, she thinks she's the boss, let's just put it that way. You know, here we're cruising along, we're having a good little radio show talking about training dogs, and Mark takes us off in the ditch again. Well, you, you've upset every woman that ever listened to this show. Am I wrong? <laughs> Plead the fifth there, Fred. Plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Talk show guy that went blank. <laughs> I don't recall. I don't. <laughs> That's a Jim Comey line, God dang it. I don't remember. I don't recall. I don't know. I, don't, I would not. I'll have to get back with you on that. That's way Politico's answer, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, John, I tell you what, you're 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 good. I mean, um, have you got a dog in your brain right now that you thought was the greatest dog you've ever trained? You, you, I would I would be getting sentimental there. Uh, again, I would go back to Yukon, one of the best chocolate labs I've ever seen. And then, of course, Hackett, which was Bill Moss's dog. Now, that dog went from below zero to, you know, winning trophies in trials and, and was just a great, great dog. But, uh, you know, they all go away. Yeah. Uh, so you, you got to have those pups to replace them. Here's the reason I recommend you to everybody, is your brutal honesty. And, uh, you know, I know for a fact that you've called people and say, this dog isn't going to make it. This this is a bad deal on the deal. I mean, what's your judgment on that? I mean, how how do you side that up? um, Well, you remember, I think a show or two ago, I had uh, that blue healer that bit me about ten times. Um, That will make my mind up real fast <laughs> i mean you know i i still have this lump on my hand from where it went clear through my protective gloves and, oh my and wow. everything like that yeah yeah it was it was but uh, as far as bird dogs hunting type dogs not very many fred i've i've have a, a pretty good record i think on making something out of the dog whether it's going to be a field trial dog or not i try and make sure that at least the people get 
something that they can hunt with. But uh, as far as your obedience training dogs, I've had more trouble with those. And as far as aggression and biting, I have a cane corso there right now. And if you don't know what a cane corso is, look it up online. Mm. They're like the top five most dangerous dogs in the world. And this guy, he'll look at you and you open the gate and he's coming out. You try to stop him, he's coming out. I mean, my gosh, they're wow. powerful, powerful animals. And that's just something you got to watch out for is the breed of dog when you're planning on doing whatever it is you're going to do with them. So be yeah. careful. Sounds like my co-host there. <laughs> Coming at me all the time. Never. You know, you had to put that screen up between him and me is, is a couple times here. Oh, I was there COVID, wasn't it? No, I, I'm that little puppy in the corner that's oh, just yeah. laying around. <laughs> laying around. Doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. I could talk dogs for about a week, you know, and it just amazes me. John, how do people get a hold of you? The easiest way is just to call my cell phone, and I'll put it out there, you know, uh, 816 Seven two six six one four five eight one six seven two six six one four five. The office number is six six zero four two nine twenty seven forty seven. Website is www.thegundog.com. Thegundog.com. That's how they can get me. John, sir, to go catch some fish. We're bothering you. I appreciate you more than you'll probably ever know. And uh, thank you for doing this interview. Not a problem, Fred. Okay, see buddy. You guys, catch a bunch. Catch a bunch. Oh, yeah. We'll be. Oh, bunch. no doubt. <laughs> I'm going to sneak by and see you here before long. Watch out. Yeah, I'm giving you the heads up right now. Okay. All, All right, buddy. Yeah. All right, All right he, John. He is the best. I, I, uh, he knows more about dogs than anybody. He's just amazing. He's an amazing human. Yeah. You know, patience. Brought, I've been shooting the HSM. I forgot to tell you guys about that, but uh, that low recoil. Oh, I know. Nothing like it. People don't understand until they shoot it. No. Nope. Unbelievable. Um, we did a transaction this week with Reed Chevrolet. You know, you did. Wow. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, I've i never been treated more professional. Um, they're easy to get along with. Lay the cards on the table. I can deal with people like that. Absolutely. And no commission salespeople. And if no, you there's guys, no pressure. Yeah, and if you're looking for a, a, a new vehicle, and they pride themselves on finding you about anything you want, uh, go by, see them fantastic people. I twenty nine Frederick in St. Joseph, Missouri, twenty eight minute drive from north end of KCI. So uh, you're going to love them. It'll change the way you look at buying a vehicle. Yeah, I'll guarantee and, you. And you'll build respect back for a used car salesman. Absolutely. I will guarantee you. They're, yep. they're, they're absolutely unbelievable people. That family is. I can't say enough good things about their family. I just love them. You know, Tyler and Todd. They're just. They're just traveling, and they're just all, just wonderful people on the thing. So what the hey, you know. Well, that wraps it up for this exciting adventure. <laughs> <laughs> the Midwest. You think we got any listeners this morning? Got those three, I know. Oh, yeah, we might have lost them. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> might have lost them because of you. I mean, <laughs> what the Mark, you should apologize. Got to go for this week. The next time we see you, I hope we see you in the great outdoors. <laughs> have a great week. So long, everybody.